0: In the pressure put I'm in control learning the business, I'm putting the work and I'm ready to go. And if you're scared, don't be just listen to
1: Tony. What's going on, guys? Welcome into episode number forty-two of the ask. Tony, show. Thank you guys so much for being here once again. Another day, another awesome guest, guys. Today, I'm super excited about the topic that I'm going to discuss today because it's one that, quite frankly, is very dear to my heart. Uh, And I have a tremendous guest, Nuria Rivera. She is a CEO. She's a founder. She's a speaker, trainer, leader. I mean, she is just a complete badass, does a ton of cool stuff. And I'm very honored and grateful that she is accepted my invitation to be here on the show. So Nuria, thank you so much for being here. Thanks so much,
0: Tony. This is really exciting. Um, and thanks for such a wonderful introduction. I am pumped. <laughs>
1: yes, 100%. Nuria is, is, is someone that I've been following for a long time. Uh, she has her own podcast. She does a lot of really cool stuff that maybe she'll get into with NAREP and different other things. Um, and so uh, Nuria, tell us a little bit about your background, who you are, what you do. Um, share a little bit with our audience.
0: Yeah, so um, I was born in Mexico. My father is Mexican. all my dad's side of the family's from there. My mom's side of the family is all from Spain. And we migrated here when I was 11 years old. and growing up in an immigrant family, it really um, inspired me to want to create a big life in this country, right? Like everything that I knew about the United States was, wow, this is a place where your dreams can really come true. And I really believed that um, at such a young age. And so my parents bringing us over here, they took such a risk um, to come over as many of you can probably relate to. And I remember being a child and just wanted to do some extracurricular activities. And I would ask my mom and dad, hey, can I join dance or gymnastics or basketball? And the answer was always like, Nuria, no hay dinero. You know, it was in meaning. There's not money to do that. And so, um there was just this this defining moment in my life where uh, I heard that one more time. And I just remember getting so upset, uh, not at my parents, you know, because I know that they were doing the very best they could, but I was so upset. And I just remember declaring to the universe, saying, I am never going to live my life like this. And, um, (laughs) and it was that defining moment for me where I made that decision of knowing that if I wanted to create something out of life, it was going to be up to me to do it. And if I wanted to make something of myself, it was going to be up to me. And so ever since I was little, I've been just working. Um, I remember in high school, I would you know, have enough credits, and I would leave school so that I could go do work release, which meant I was able to go work. Um, I've, had, I've always, you know, I've never been afraid of, of working hard. So I've had multiple jobs at once, paid my, my way through college, um, just the community college did my two year degree. And um, so that work ethic has been installed in my blood since I was little. And I got into the real estate industry in 2006 and um, I was 22 years old. My dad was a real estate agent. I got introduced to the title and escrow side of things and that's how I got my foot in the door and built my business, lost my business because of the crash and moving companies Um, I had signed on compete. I didn't know I had signed. So not only did I have to start all over, I had to start all over in the crash. And so did that whole thing for about a nine year period. And then I just had this desire of, um, really redefining the experience within my, the title and escrow industry. I felt it was very old and boring and everyone was doing things in the exact same way. And, I really wanted to disrupt that and really create a celebration of that moment when people are coming in to do their closings. It's so important and it's such a, um, it's one of the highlights in life. And so I went really wanted to focus on redefining that. So um, I had this idea of in my head for about a four year period of what this could look like. And it was another defining moment for me when I was on my way to. Washington, D.C. for a NARA policy conference. And I was about to write down my pros and cons, whether I should do this or not do this. And before I could write down anything, Tony, I just had this overwhelming feeling come over me and I just started crying. And that was my inspired moment that I just knew this was bigger than me and I needed to take off with it. So here we are five five and a half years later, where I finally launched my business. And um, it's been such a ride. It's been like the hardest thing I've ever done. The most fun thing I've ever done. Uh, the most challenging thing, like all the things, you know, all the emotions in between um, the, the, all the success and, and the pain and, er, and everything, but I wouldn't trade it for the world. And the person that it's made of me has been um, quite extraordinary.
1: Yeah. That, that's the word I would use. Quite extraordinary. And I mean, that is such an amazing story. It's We could be here all day just talking about that one story. That, that <laughs> specific reason why I wanted to bring Nudia on, on the show. And as you guys just heard, she started her own business. She lost her own business. She had to restart. And so I was uh, part of a conversation a couple of weeks ago where uh, there was an entrepreneur that was sharing that they were trying to branch out. They were trying to scale and basically there were, they were going to open up new, new locations. And so, you know, he, he was kind of talking about who he wanted to have run his, his branch, if you will. And there was uh, another gentleman who was part of the conversation that seemed to know a little bit about his team. And so he said, Hey, why don't you, you know, employ such and such that was a female to run your branch. And so he started you know saying yeah i've thought about that but she's you know she's a little bit emotional this and that and so then the conversation kind of turned to whether or not women are capable or i guess as capable as men to take on some of those big you know leadership roles and so as soon as i i was i was overhearing the conversation i kind of gave in my two cents but as soon as i left i thought i have to talk about this on the show and immediately i thought of nuria Because, you know, she has proven that that stigma of women maybe not being as capable of of being able to succeed in those high-level positions just is not true. And so um, talk to us a little bit about that, Nudi. Obviously, you've had a lot of success, but is that something that you have felt? Is that something that you think is real or is it kind of more myth than reality?
0: Um. Quite, quite an interesting conversation you were pulled into there, Tony. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, <laughs> I believe that whatever we believe is what we create in this life. Um, and so, I've, I put so much time into protecting my mindset that when those situations do come up, I am very hard headed. In my response, because my belief is fully there on, I know who I am, I know what I want to create in this life, Um, but it takes a lot of background work to, to have that type of mindset, and not that I don't at some moments you know, get stuck in my head and I kind of go down the rabbit hole. And I also just like all of you question myself sometimes. And sometimes I'm wondering, am I the right person to do this? Like all human beings have the thoughts. Um, It's a part of the human experience, but I feel that perhaps the difference a little bit there is that not a little bit, the major difference is the fact that I can get myself out of those moments and knowing like who I truly am. And the purpose behind my mission here is way more powerful than anybody's opinion or limiting belief on what they feel life should look like or business or women in business or uh, any, any minority in business. And so um, to answer your question, the truth is that that does still exist. So although I have a strong mindset, I also know that that is still happening in our world. And so I can't also ignore it or pretend it's not there. But what I can say about that, Tony, is um, I believe that human beings are gifted, and every single person does have a strength and a gift to share with the world. And maybe you call it purpose, gift, you know, whatever term you want to place on that. But I feel that it's so important that you surround yourself with people, companies, businesses, who support you being who you truly are. And whether you're a woman or a man, or it doesn't matter what sex preference you have. It doesn't matter your culture, where you were from, the color of your skin. I really believe in equal opportunity for the person as they, who they are, their skills and their gifts to share. And so there, there's a lot of there's there is a lot of that conception misconception on, you know, maybe women not having the ability or we're too emotional or things like that, just from the actual conversation you had. But I truly believe that. Um, yes, we are emotional beings. And so are men too, though. And I will say that the masculine has been really suppressed historically to not be emotional, not be allowed to share emotions. And so I really would love to see that shift in just humanity, because that's not true. Um, And then also what's not true is that women don't have to play in that huge masculinity role, masculinity role to still lead and to still build businesses. And I think it's very beautiful where we can have both the masculine energy and the feminine energy. It doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman, I'm talking about the energy behind you yourself, right? But staying true to your essence and how you lead in that way. And I feel that my way of leading, I definitely lead from the heart. And I definitely Believe in people and empower people in in their roles, and so I would completely disagree. And I would love to have been in that conversation that you were at, um, <laughs> I just I to like bring. A, <laughs> I was
1: like, if she was just here, to she bring, bring like
0: her. a different perspective. Mm-hmm. Of that's not necessarily true, and let me share with you why a woman could be a good, great leader in in any in any type of role because we bring that. Just that nurturing, that love, that um, intuition into something that that is needed in business. I really, truly feel and believe that if we could continue growing businesses with both of the energies combined, the world would be such a different place. And so there's this space for both. Um, does that make sense? I'm I'm not I'm not saying only women i'm not saying only men like that is just not who i am but i am saying there's absolutely a space for both and but the suppression of the feminine is like man you guys are really missing out on some powerhouses out there that can really lead in a different way
1: yeah no i agree and my my contribution to that conversation was well i disagree i don't think it's a it's a male female issue that that we're talking about, I think it's just the qualifications of the specific person. Because if we're talking about somebody being over emotional, I know a lot of dudes that are super emotional and I know a lot of women that can handle a lot of stress and they do a very good. So I don't think think the conversation is male or female. I think it's just individually based. Is this individual the right person for the job, not should it be a man or should it be a woman? And so I completely agree with everything you said. I love that you mentioned the feminine energy and the masculine energy. Um, talk to us a little bit more about that. How, it, how and you talk about having a balance, both being able to, to coexist. In your business, how do you manage that? I, I know that you have men and women employed, but how do you kind of keep that balance? Because that is a very interesting concept that I think a lot of people have not thought of in that way.
0: Yeah, um, I definitely do have a balance within my business. and I, But one of our core values is diversity. And so I, a very magical piece of my business where I took it from one level to the next was when I was able to realize the power of masterminding with my own team. And so although I'm the visionary and I you know, I, I create the goals, I create the whole thing, um, it's been very powerful to say, here's the vision and then what are your ideas to get there? Um, and because we have such a diverse group where, um, both energies are involved in, and we, I celebrate for people to be able to be who they are in my space. And so everyone that works here knows that they're free. They're able to be free in who they truly are. And so create, it creates a safe space for them to be able to share ideas and create and become innovators. And, you know, we took that word, obviously innovation title, and it's like, they're all innovators. And so, um, we really encourage that creativity. Therefore it allows for them to, in whatever energy they're feeling and the masculine energy is so great. Cause I'm, that is like your, let's go, let's do this. Let's make things happen. Right. Like that's your action. But then there's this feminine side where that's usually where I play all the time in my creation It has to be, that's where I have to stop just with the thought and the inner chatter and connect, meditate. And then like, what ideas can I pull through that will make us like take things to a completely different level. So creativity is super important for me. I'm super artistic. And so um, that's very feminine energy, right? And so um, yeah, vision, creation, um, your inner child, like all of those things that you can play with within business is wonderful. And then the masculine energy is that, right? Like, let's close the deal. Let's make things happen. The action being taken into it. So the yin and the yang with like, it, it is a balance. It's like, you have to have both for it to continue. You know, you think of huge businesses that are super successful, like the Googles, the Apples. And if you, if you, if you study their business, they're very much that way, right? They, they have a space for, um, for create creativity, very much a lot of creativity. Um, and, but they're also like inventing and creating and then taking major action. And so of course there has to be a balance. If you're just leading from the taking action, taking action, taking action, you're going to burn yourself sa- burn yourself out and you're going to burn all of your employees out. Nobody's going to want to stay with you for a long time. And typically that energy is always like, go, 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 go achieve. Yes. We're excited for five minutes next, next, next. And there's no like room to celebrate, to like reflect, to be able to see all the wins that everyone's achieving and be able to like, enjoy the ride, enjoy the journey Like if you're just next, 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 seeking, you're just like running, you're you're chasing the carrot, and that's not the point of life. If you're just chasing the carrot and just that masculine energy, you feel empty. It's unfulfilled, right? And so, I feel that's probably the biggest, the biggest like advice I can give is that playing in both creates fulfillment, joy, happiness you're really there to like help support other people, watch them grow. And it's a beautiful collaboration.
1: I love that. Yeah, And, and actually I can relate to that hundred percent. I, for a long time, I was that, you know, on to the next thing and no one deal get the next one and who, who's under contract and how many showings. And, and it became this thing where you use the perfect example, just chasing the carrot. And I wasn't, you know, I had to learn to kind of take a step back and appreciate appreciate my team you know celebrate the wins just like you mentioned and it really does you know it's it's a good thing obviously for for the psyche of your team but also just in what my experience was just it was good for business because people were they were happier coming to work they felt appreciated they felt like as you mentioned they have a safe space and so not only do i believe 100 percent in the concept of having a diverse team and what that and what that can bring but at the same time uh i knew kind of speak to this a little bit, but what happened to me is it really helped boost productivity. It helped, you know, morale. People enjoyed coming to work. People enjoyed coming to trainings because they knew that now I was able to take a a step back and kind of appreciate those wins. So have you felt that also from a productivity standpoint, that mission or that ideal that you have has helped you?
0: Oh, a hundred percent. I, it's fun to, have thought about the type of culture I could create, but watching it actually happen here and seeing that the team really does enjoy coming to work and they do love hanging around each other. Like it's unbelievable to actually watch it and experience it versus just envision it, right? And so because it is that type of culture where they know that I care about them deeply that I'm invested in their growth, that I'm invested in them becoming the, the their best selves in this process, of course they care back. Um, for any leaders who are listening to this or entrepreneurs who are perhaps wanting to start your own business, the biggest on all of my studies, and I've d- dedicated a whole decade of self-development, I'm a nerd, mega nerd. Okay. I study a lot. I invest a lot of money in myself for growth. And the biggest takeaway that I can tell you is that the people and the talent you have are the most important thing for your organization and it will always be. And so not only do you need to become obsessed with your clients and really understand who they are. You also need to become obsessed with your employees because they are like, you need to treat them just as well as you would treat a client. That's what I think the biggest misconception in the old way of doing a business, perhaps more that hierarchy, very patriotic way of doing it. But that's not it. It is a two-way relationship. And so once, once your employees and team members can feel your true care for them, of course, they're going to want to be like fully committed to making sure that things are happening as they should. So a hundred percent. Yes.
1: <laughs> I love it. And you know, I have a lot of conversations with, with young people, you know, entrepreneurs, dreamers, people that uh, kind of ask me, they kind of have, they either have a business idea or they want to be an agent or they want to do something, but they're in so many occasions, there's kind of this feeling of the odds are stacked against me, right? There's, there are these real challenges. There's not as much opportunity. Uh, The opportunity always just seems to go to, you know, the white person or whatever the case may be, but there's, there's this, it seems like from the beginning, there's this natural pessimism. And even from like the family that is supporting the individual, like if they make it, it's like, well, one in a million shot. You know what I mean? It's like, we wish you the best, but there always seems to be just kind of in, in the back of their mind, this idea that it's going to be super hard. There's not a lot of opportunities. It's going to suck. And so a lot of a lot of people shy away from jumping in because they feel like the deck is just completely stacked against them from day one. So to, to somebody who feels that way, you having gone through that process, uh, what would be your advice for someone who feels that there's just, you know, maybe they're, they're Latino or they're female or they're gay or they're black or the, and they're like, dude, like, I'm not going to win. Like, it's just, it's just too hard.
0: Yeah. Well, there's a, a, a lot of things I can say around that, but most importantly, you are the creator of your life and yes, it's not easy. And everyone wants the glory without the pain. And pain is inevitable. If you think that life in life, you're not supposed to have problems. That's the first problem you have because the bigger, the problems you're able to resolve, the higher you'll get paid. And so being able to overcome
1: one more time for the people (laughs) in the back.
0: Yeah. So the, the harder the problems you're able to resolve the higher you'll get paid. And so starting out with being able to solve your own problems in life and trust me, I had all odds, like all bits against me too. Right. So I was an immigrant girl. I had to learn the language. I um, I'm a woman in business and it has not been easy. I have had bullies. I've, I've had different situations where people want to belittle me or put me down because they just thought, who's this young girl coming into our industry? She has no idea what she's doing. Like, ha ha ha. Right. And so you have to be able to believe in yourself and knowing that you of course can and being able to get out of those problems and just shift your mindset from all odds are against me to, I am the creator of my life and I am going to build something and do whatever it takes. Because when you really want something, you will find a way you will, you know, if, if there was, if there was like somebody that you truly loved, let's say there was a fire in your house and your pet or your family member was in there and there was a fire, you would do whatever it took to get in there and save their lives. And at that point, it wouldn't matter. You would burn the boats as Tony Robbins calls it. So, so when you want something really badly, nothing can get in your way. And so, yes, it's hard. I'm not saying it's not hard. It's never been easy. Talk to anybody who's had high success in life. They've never, they're never going to tell you, oh, it was so easy to just get here. Never, ever, ever. And so, but you can either choose the pain that will like help you create the life that you want, or you can choose the pain and not achieving what you know you're capable of. So just, it's such a simple, just it's really you making a decision today and choosing to do whatever it takes to get there. And you can.
1: Yeah, I love it so much there guys, so much there. And I think that you, you've touched on two key things that I wanna kind of zoom in on. Uh, number one, understanding, that those things are going to happen like they're inevitable there is no perfect situation so i think that if you begin with that in mind and knowing that you're going to have some issues but then you have the belief that you're going to be able to solve them i think you're off on the right you're off on the right foot versus kind of hoping that everything's gonna be perfect and you're never gonna run into these terrible things that people talk to you about. I think that that is a healthier place to start. And earlier you said something uh, critical, which is attaching yourself to the right people, which is something that I believe in 1000%. You have to find your tribe or you have to find people that are on the same boat as you, that are trying to do the same thing, that can motivate you, lift you up, people that you can also help and support. So talk to us a little bit about how you found your people when you were first starting out, uh, entrepreneurship can get very lonely. So how did you go about finding your support group, your friends and your people that that kind of kept you uh, in the boat when things got tough?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. I feel that I found them through seeking more. Um, and so events I attended, conferences I would attend, um, the books I was reading and then, you know. People like, oh, I've read that book, and um, so seeking to be in, in my path of seeking to become more is how I have found higher level people that help me get very uncomfortable, so that I can get to the next level of life. And um, because, it, let me tell you, if you're the coolest like person in your group of friends, and you're making the most money out of your group of friends, and you're feeling so fresh and looking good and you know whatever, that's awesome, but that's not helping you grow. True. Not to say that you, you, you can still be friends with these people. That's not what I'm saying, but how much time are you choosing to spend in the circle? Because the people that are at higher levels than you, that you can have opportunities to learn from, are the people who will help pull you up. And it, it happens so many times in life. I've probably gone through it about four times where I get very uncomfortable, I'm in a room full of people that are doing way bigger things than I are at way higher levels than I. And it's so intimidating. But then in a few years, or a few months, I find myself really leveling up to the same level. And don't ever forget the value that you have in those circles, you guys, because we can get into those holes of, you know, like, oh, well, I have nothing to offer here. Like I'm just the small fish, yeah, small so fish in this big pond. And that's not true. You're there for a reason. And so whenever you feel that you have something of value to share, share it. And I would, I would in those situations. And I was nervous. Sometimes I was like shaking, you know, cause I was like, ah, um, and I would just share and I would bring value to those conversations. So, be a value in those circles and seek to become more. And that's what worked for me.
1: Yeah, it's so key. I went through a very, very similar process. And I think that the first step is as you mentioned, you gotta you gotta go after it. I mean the people cool, you know, great people that can inspire aren't gonna just come knock on your door. They're not gonna DM you. They're not, I mean, they're out there doing their thing and you have to go search for them. So I went through something very similar, you know, my business was going really well. I made the Ford real estate council. I was feeling cool. And then I started, you know, hanging out with someone that uh, I'm sure, you know, Jimmy Rex. And so when I, when I, you know, him and his buddies and I I sat there and I was like, dude, like these guys are doing crazy things. And so it really got me out of my comfort zone to, to see what other people were doing. And I do agree that at first there's kind of this, this, um, kind of fear of being intimidated. But if you listen to these people and here's, here's what really helped me. They want to help you like winners want to see other people win. And so if you can find them, whether it's paying for a training, as you mentioned, going to seminars, like seminars cost money. You have to invest in yourself. You have to put yourself in the room with these people and then provide value and they will reciprocate. They will always, always reciprocate. So I love that. Nudia, And I wanted to, um, just here kind of uh, wrapping up, I also, about six months ago, I had a different conversation with a female CEO. And I want to kind of throw this at you and get your thoughts on this. So she was in a similar situation. She was not expanding, but she kind of needed like a higher executive level person within her company. And so she was screening candidates and she said something very interesting. She said that she felt pressured to hire a woman and preferably a woman of color because she considered herself a feminist and she said if i hire a man then i'm undermining my beliefs and my my feminist movement so to that you say what
0: i just say that i really um you should be able to be free in your creation and in your business and the development of it. Um, I can see why perhaps she would feel like she's not supporting the people she wants to support, you know, because I know people are passionate about different groups and different things. Um, But what I will say is that I think a big part of the problem with our world is that we continue to label all these people and all these things and, uh, put everyone in a certain bucket. And I feel that actually holds us back more than moves us forward. And so to me, it's like, why are we so concerned about what this person looks like? eh, Or, you know, where they come from, or if they're male or female, um, I think that there should be more emphasis and focus on who are we attracting and also who is that best person for that specific role, because there is a space for everybody. Right. And so, um, yeah, I, I, I mean, the way I would do, I I would like resolve that situation if it were me. I'm always going to go with my heart and who I know would be the best person for that position Um, and not discriminate against anybody, you know, Um, give people the opportunity to rise. And it doesn't matter what they look like, where they're from, you know, just any of, of, of those limitations or buckets, like, why aren't we creating a world where everybody has opportunities to shine in their gifts and in their strengths? Like that's what we need more of not. Oh, well, I feel the pressure that I need to hire this person. But not, No, that limits, that limits growth, that limits uh, your, your business. I just, I would recommend following your heart, your intuition and hiring the person that will be the very best possible person to take on that, ro- that role and that's what I do.
1: Yeah I love it I love it yeah there has to be a balance it, it, you can't go both both extremes are terrible and so you have to find a happy medium where you're inclusive you you seek diversity to give you know obviously minorities and you know, yeah people absolutely who are, are limited to give them opportunities but at the same time you don't reverse discriminate if you will you know to say oh like if I have a white dude in my office people are going to hate you know what I mean like it it, it basically oh. becomes that to where now you find yourself doing the very thing that you don't want people to do to you. So um, I will where
0: Well, where focus focus goes, energy flows. And so if you're focused on that, that's what you'll keep attracting. So don't focus on that, just focus on we're a diverse group of people, we're attracting everybody, everyone's included, everyone's able to uh, to be free in who they truly are. And that does create diversity automatically. Because that's the focus of the business, right? And so just focus on the right things.
1: I love it. I love it. Uh, and so as we do with every single show, Nudia, this has been amazing. I've learned a ton. Uh, I'm going to go back through this, write notes. I'm going to listen to it. Uh, I have a ton of people. I, I know we're going to get a ton of value from, from this. You're going to be inspired. But uh, as I do with every single uh, person that comes on my show, give us your top three tips for someone who is some sort of minority, whether that be race, gender, uh, sexual preference, whatever the case may be for any minority that would like to get where you are at, what are your top three tips for them?
0: The first one would be believe in, in yourself. And I know that's harder sometimes to actually do, but nurturing yourself, really understanding who you are as a human being Um, what your gifts are, uh, where you come from, like really just getting to know yourself in deep levels will create that self-love, which then becomes a belief because it doesn't matter if someone comes to you and says, you're not this, you are that, right? The labels, the putting in people in the buckets. When you're able to have full certainty of who you are, inside, it doesn't matter what people say because you're like, okay, whatever. It it doesn't even face you because you know who you are. Right. And so doing the work to learn who you are, to learn your gifts and to be able to visualize who you want to become and really believe in that is super important. Um, the second one would be protecting your mindset. As I talked about it, I'm like obsessed with it. So I'm sure you've heard of all the kinds of tools that you can do morning routines, night routines, books you read, who you surround yourself with. What are you listening to? What shows are you watching? Like, how are you protecting your mind? Because it is the most important thing to protect because it all starts there. And then the third would be to highly invest in you, um, I've spent so much money the last decade in investing in my growth and in myself. And Jim Rohn talks about this, work harder on you than you work on your job. So work harder on you than you work on your business, which means, yes, like investing in you and how I've been able to scale and get to these massive levels and getting to know some incredible people, um, it's because I've invested in me, I've spent the money, to go to the seminar. I've spent the money to get coaching, you know, again, just, it, it, I'm not even going to give you the amount, but it's been a ton of money for
1: me to oh, be able to grow. You just, you just joined the, what is it? The Tony Robbins platinum, uh, is it partnership? Partnership, Yeah. Like that's, that's not cheap guys. So, uh, Nudia has absolutely done that. I, I vouch for that hundred percent.
0: Yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah, that's, investment for that platinum partnership plus two plat trips. So it ends up being over a hundred grand. And I'm not saying that I actually don't ever talk about that, but I'm just giving you guys an idea of what people are willing to do to be able to invest in themselves for growth, for growth in their business, for growth in life. And so if you want to meet better people, if you want to have a better circle. It's like invest in yourself and you will meet the people. You will get pulled with others. You know, like you will rise with others because you're willing to bet on you.
1: Yeah. I love it. No, I I mean, those three are absolutely key. And so just to wrap up, Nudia, uh, tell us a little bit what you've got going on. I know that you've got some, some exciting things coming up So before we let you go, uh, tell us a little bit of how people can find you. How can they plug into you, learn from you? uh, What do we got? Yeah,
0: I'm actually starting. um, I do business coaching on the site as well and have a limited amount of time to to do that at this moment. But I have a mastermind group session that's coming up in April and I already have a few people signed up, around 10 people. I haven't really been heavily advertising it. But um, if you go to my Instagram Instagram handle, it's Nuria N-U-R-I-A dot P, as in Paola dot Rivera R-I-V-E-R-A, and you click uh, the link in the bio, you'll see the upcoming events, and it's one of my most economical packages. So it's going to be a six week program where I'm going to help you guys continue building your businesses. And so it's only $150 investment talking about investing in yourselves. It's a great opportunity um, to get access to some of the things that I've learned. And some of my mistakes that um, you don't have to do so that you can avoid that pain. Uh, but yes, so that's something coming up that I'd love. If you're interested in growth in your business, then it's a great program to
1: take. Love it. Are these in person? Are they virtual both? Uh,
0: they're all virtual. Yeah. All right. I, and I have people from different states um, registered. So it's, it's all through zoom. Awesome. Yeah.
1: Great guys. Well, check her out, follow her on Instagram, guys, ask her any questions you, you, you guys have, she does videos, she does coaching training, check out her stuff. I highly, highly recommend it. And with that being said, guys, this has been episode number 42 of the ask Tony show. Nudia, thank you so much for your time. Until next time.
0: Thank you, guys. Have a great day.
1: Once again, guys, thank you so much for tuning into the show. If you found any value, share this, pass it on. It would mean the world to me. Thank you so much.